What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in. Asian bitches down under the podcast about sharing information and perspectives from the Asian diasporas in society and culture. We encourage you to subscribe to our show by Apple, Google, or Spotify. If you have enjoyed our episodes, please support us by giving us a five-star rating and get your friends on board to listen to us. Finally, we would love you to support this podcast by donating to our Buy Me a Coffee program. Your wonderful support and donations will help us to continue creating the platform for diversity and inclusivity. Make sure you check out the episode show notes for any collaborations we're working with to promote. Thanks again, and we hope you will enjoy today's episode. Hey, y'all! This is Jessie too. Hi, this is Helen. I almost forgot my surname, and this is Asian <laughs> bitches down under. Um, actually, last night I went to an event, right?、Um, yes. It was the launch of the of the Asian Standard Times, which is a new kind of platform. It's six months old, and they basically do short documentaries. So it's a news、nice. organization run by Asians. From Asian、oh, people, you know, it's trying to be global, and they don't have any print content, so it's just all documentaries, digitals.、Uh-huh. Yeah, it's all、okay. digital videos, and um, um, it was a very fancy dinner at um Carly Kwong's Lucky Kwong in South Beverly,、mm-hmm. and um, you know, on these fancy launch parties, they have like your name tag cards、yes. for your placemat seats. Yeah, and then um, a, a white woman was sitting next to me, and she looked at me. She was like, "Your name is Jessie TV." <laughs> <laughs> Because like the writing, the font, yeah, the, the font, font looks like, like, like T V instead of T U.、Yeah. I was like, yes, it actually is. My name is Jessie T V. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, I know. White women. <laughs> <laughs> Helen, how are you this week? <laughs> I don't know how to describe my life this week. Oh yes, <laughs> Helen is in COVID lockdown because、uh, both her partner and her eight-year-old child are COVID positive, and Helen、yeah. has still remained. Managed to negative remain negative at the moment.、Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> We're isolated in different rooms and wear masks when we like enter、uh, the public domain of the house. But it's very—I wouldn't say it's very hard because it sounds so privileged that at least that we still have a house that we can yeah, isolate in different areas. Yeah, yeah. Not a lot、um, of people have that. Yeah, but at the moment we're we're coping. Yeah, I think my daughter's had enough of isolating in her home, in her in her own room, and poor thing, poor thing. <laughs> yeah, it's saying that she's a poor thing is kind of like an over. It's a I don't know if it's an overstatement or an understatement because she spent like eight hours of her time on iPad the first day. That's fine. Look at the, Time, time schedule of the、uh, on her iPad. I looked、uh-huh. at the amount of time that she has spent on、and、iPad.、Helen、I just almost, told her that Helen almost <laughs> had a heart attack. <laughs> I just told her that. Oh, can you try to regulate your time、mm. other other than just you know sit in front of the iPad? I, I know it is exhausting. I know it's. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this, but I I understand that it is. Very exhausting for the kids to stuck in the room、oh, and I, don't I have any interactions. I would have. I would go crazy, but, especially an extra extroverted kid like your kid. Yeah,、really、but、hard. then again, she's got an iPad, so it's not like she has zero communications to the outside world or yeah. us. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Again, she's very priv- privileged. <laughs> I don't know how I would have managed back in nine in the nineties when I was eight eight years old. Yeah, without would, internet, yeah, or you'll probably、yeah. just be like reading. Reading. I mean, she does a lot of reading、violin. as well. Yeah. And writing, she wrote a couple of letters to you. 
<gasps> you just sent it Yay, out to you. That's so great. I love her letters. She's a great letter writer. She's a great letter writer. She's very expressive. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's get on to our cultural consumption of the week. Would you like to start first? Yes. Yeah, sure. So um, we have um, almost finished the first season of The Returned, which uh-huh. is a uh, Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix uh, series um, from France, so it's in French. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's from 2013, like I mentioned last week. And it's. I, I just wanted to say again how amazing it is because it's not like anything I've seen. It's very slow. It's very slow, so like it teaches you patience, and it kind of because it's almost ten years old. It, it like when we compare it to recent sort of series, it kind of is just very interesting to assess the diff- the way in which a, a series. I think it's eight part series, um, eight episodes per series. How it, how different it tells a story. Um, basically, it's like dead people coming back slowly into a small town somewhere in the middle of France, and it's just so evocative. It's very atmospheric. It's very haunting. Um, mm. There are some bits of violence, but like um, in so so sort of like short enough for me to just cover my eyes and get through mm. it. But um, that would be my recommendation for this week. It's really haunting and kind of cozy for a winter. It's a really good winter watch. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then again, my uh, my podcast recommendation this week would be the Pilot Club. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll come back to because it's in relation to some another show Helen's going to talk about later. Um, yes. Helen, what about you? <laughs> so, um, in regarding to Pilot Club, yes, I did watch... I started watching God's Favourite Idiot, which stars um, Lisa McCarthy and her partner, husband, husband yeah. Ben, ben Falcone. Falcone. Yeah. Falcone? 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 I think Falcone. Yeah. Falcone, yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, I've watched the first episode and I started without any knowledge of about, what it was about. Yeah. yeah and yeah. realizing that it's like a 25 minute sitcom, mm. which I don't think Melissa McCartney, she did an earlier sitcom when she first yeah, it was started called Molly her career. And Mike or Mike and Molly. Yeah. I didn't really, that, yeah, that didn't really get me. So I, right, I never watched didn't it. Watch that. I never watched it, but um, I really liked Melissa McCarthy's works mm. in films. So I picked, um, probably just came into my Netflix algorithm anyway. Um, mm. I don't know how to feel about this. Why? Comedy. Why? Why are you conflicted? It's. I know it's funny, okay? Because yeah. Melissa McCarthy is always like a big, funny woman trying to like break the boundaries and very hardcore. Sometimes it's very hardcore verbal and physical violence yeah. in her films yeah. as well. Um, but with this one, she's very direct. She plays a like a middle age office. It's almost like a the office. Yeah, yeah. A comedy, the office, but mm. it's set in the kind of like a in Billy's world, like post post apocalypse kind of thing. And it's kind of confusing at the first because you don't know where the comedy is actually going or whether mm. or not it's actually having a plot. Mm. You can see a little bit of romance in there. Mm. You can see a bit of um, offers uh, comedy in there but apart from that you don't know where it's going because there's a character at the first uh, in the first episode spoil alert that you see the character that Ben Falcone plays gets struck by a lightning mm-hmm. and then later on he glows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wherever whenever that he has a certain emotional 
expression mm. that he glows, as in that his skin just literally has like uh, light coming yeah. out of yeah. his skin. Mm-hmm. He illuminates. Yes. He illuminates exactly. Yeah. So I don't know where the comedy is going, but. Uh, I think the Rotten Tomato hasn't given a very high score. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I listened to Billy and Drew's take on it on the Pilot Club, mm. and I think they liked it. Um, uh, you should listen to it because Billy. Yeah, of... I did. I did. did? I listened yeah. to it last yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm definitely gonna try and watch it, but um, I, I will definitely take in your consideration about your kind of ambivalence towards it. Mm. Was there anything identity politics wise that made you like not? Scream um, for joy about this. Well, characters. There's side characters who are black, and yeah, there's a um, New Zealand slash Kiwi. Uh, uh, sorry, a Kiwi slash Maori girl uh-huh. in it in uh-huh. the team of the, the inside the uh, the environment of the office. But apart from that, I don't see any Asians so far. Mm. Yeah. So, but I think it's it, it. You can always you you get the personality of Melissa McCartney from this comedy mm. so far. Yeah, the, yeah. Her directness, her bluntness, and the way that she um, verbally attacks people. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Just the sharpness that she's got. Yeah, it's yeah. Really she's funny. great. She's so great. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me. I I've got to give um, also a recommendation to. Um, a series that Ben and uh, Billy and Drew talked about, which is The Summer I Turned Pretty, which I feel like Helen and I, sh- we're definitely going to take <laughs> a whole episode talking about and stay tuned for that because yeah. obviously it um, features a, a mixed race sort of, she was the Asian uh, heroine. It's adapted from Jenny Han's books <clears throat> from about 10 years ago. She's all, obviously the person who wrote To All the Boys I've Ever Loved. And it's like we watched a pilot last week. Mm. the three of us and um oh is it serious i thought it was a movie i know i thought it was a movie too but it's actually a series um yeah and they're 45 minute long episodes which to me is like oh i wish they were shorter (laughs) i I really like 25 minute or 30 minute episodes really that's the Mm. best kind of show yeah no i i just have to say uh, i felt uh, at times i have to say in the beginning i felt okay it was a bit slow um, I was a bit bored, um, but then it kind of picked up. It's um, very authentic. It's very true to kind of like the experience of being 15, 16 and like yeah. realising that you have sexuality, that you have sexual desire and also mm-hmm. realising that men or boys actually are looking at you differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's really like beautiful and visceral and like um, – quite lovely the way that they um that they pr- portray it um and the a- actors i mean um <clears throat> i know at in a, on a lot of like facebook groups kind of asian men are like oh it's another asian woman you know prying for like the this love of two white guys white guys yeah i yeah. roll kind of thing and i get it i get it you know yeah um but it's, it's becoming like a very stereotypical oh, trope yeah, of course. for it mixed been. asian characters or even asian women isn't it yeah. yeah, yeah. You can see the generation coming through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Like when I was listening to the episode last night of the Pilot Club mm-hmm. when Billy said that um, it's interesting that it's taken more than 10 years for these books to be adapted onto screen and he said it might be the reason. Remember, Helen, I don't know if you remember, he said it, it could be because back then no one would put money into a show that had an Asian female lead. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, and I remember somewhere reading somewhere Jenny Han was saying that to all the boys that I love, 
Yeah. When it was first uh, put into adoption, uh, one of the producers was asking her to change yeah, the, uh, Laura the lead, Jane, lead into a white woman. Laura, yeah. yeah, into a white exactly. woman instead exactly. of an yeah, Asian. I remember that as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh And she God. was just like, no, nah, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like now a new generation of women, uh, Asian women can grow up with like, you know, just being able to see themselves being desired. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care that they're being, like, yes, maybe it does matter the fact that the object of their desire is always a white male. But to me, that, that... But it'll be a process. That's another was, fight. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just want to celebrate this one achievement. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and speaking of Asian narratives, I'm also reading um, a book called The Stand-In, which I'm not sure is actually out. I've got an advanced copy, but I just want to talk about it now. It's, okay. um, it's called The Stand-In. It's um, from uh, an author called Lily Chu, who is from Canada. She lives in Toronto. It's basically a Chinese um, woman who grew up in Toronto, so she's like you and me. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's got a really awful boss who sexually harasses her and her mum has got dementia in a, is in a living, oh living home situation. Uh-huh. And so she's stuck. Um, and so one day she gets mistaken for a really, really famous Chinese actress from China. Uh-huh. And, so, uh-huh. and then so the, it's like a rom-com. It's a really great rom-com book, a chiclet. Um, and so the book is about her um, being being the double, the the, mm-hmm. the Chinese actress does double, and so she gets paid an exorbitant amount of money to to be the double, um, <laughs> um, in like social events. So she doesn't actually uh-huh. do the acting; she just like goes to social events and pretends to be the actress. Uh-huh. And it's a lot of fun. Like I never read any chiclet, and I never read any chiclet that centers on an Asian woman. And so I just mm-hmm. fucking love it. It's so good. Interesting. Helen. It's a lot Sounds of fun really to read, fun. and I never yeah. read fun stuff. You know, <laughs> never really fun stuff. Yeah, yeah, I always read for serious stuff. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, I think we got got an issue about we find it hard to relax ourselves to read oh, that yeah. kind of genres. Yeah, mm, mm. yeah. Speaking of not relaxing, yeah. um, I've watched um, a Netflix Indian film this week. Good on you. Nights. That's great. Um, it was a recommendation from one of the forums among my friends. And yeah. I just thought that, okay, I never really watch anything from Bollywood. So yeah, neither. I'll give it a try. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's called Gam- Gambubai Kathiwadi. Apologies, apologies for my pronunciation. So it is a 2022 Indian Hindi language, um, almost like a biographical crime uh, film, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. loosely based on the true story of Ganga Kasiwadi, who is popularly known as a social activist who started her life out as a prostitute. In the film, they call it prostitute, but now you know we call it sex, worker. sex workers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it was um, a, a kind of a loosely adaptation from the book Mafia Queen of Mumbai, written by S. Hassan Zaldi. Mm-hmm. So the film depicts the rise in the sim- of a simple girl um, who had no choice but embraced the way of destiny and swing it into her favour. So it's a relatively long film. It's a two-hour film where we see the girl who started out by the name of Ganga and then she later changed to Gang- Gangubai. Mm-hmm. I, I am assuming, this is my linguistic um, analogy, is that she changed her name, the Bai, B-A-I, added to her name is almost like 
um, changing your status from a, a girl into a woman, like a madam for mm-hmm. a brothel, mm-hmm. because it seems like there's other characters with bi in the in the movie, mm-hmm. and the characters are all like the head of a brothel, like mm-hmm. the madam. You know, mm-hmm. in Jap- Japan we call her mama-san. In, yeah, in yeah, Taiwan, we call her Mama Sun as well. Yeah, so she started. She was sold into a brothel by her um, then partner when she was like early twenties. She didn't know she was. She was thinking that she was going to make it big in Mumbai to become a movie star, but she was sadly sold into a brothel, and she made her way in that district, become like a head, um, the so-called president of that district. And trying to fight for the rights of all the sex workers, um, there are scenes that we see that she works with mafias in the district, trying to get her status up. But at the same time, she knows that um, the right things to do mm-hmm. to how to treat people um, with honesty and with mm. rights. Mm. Um, it, it's a, it's a fun film to watch, but at the at the same time, you feel it's. Um, I don't have anything to be honest. I don't have anything negative about this film. I think mm. it's a, a film that's probably just drags a bit too long. But uh, I really enjoyed watching the film because you see the dance and the music as oh, well, which yeah, that yeah, you yeah. hardly seen in the rest. Um, the films like uh, focusing on social issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and also all the actors and actresses are really good looking. <laughs> Really? Yeah, of course yeah. they are. I mean, yeah, they have to be, right? Yeah. I'm ashamed to say I've, I, I like. I don't think I have actually. Maybe I don't think I want to admit this publicly. Let's just say I don't watch a lot of Bollywood films. Let's just say that, and I'm quite ashamed of that because it's so big. You know, it's so big, and I think yeah, I think um, it's it's I, huge. I, I think in the last Bollywood esque film I watched was Bride and Prejudice, which oh, was yeah. with like um. Yeah, I forget their names. But, but even like, that, even and it's that not even a, like bro- a it's not even a Bollywood film. Yeah, it's a production it's like a, with a British. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a white lens well. Bollywood mm-hmm. film. Yeah, mediated yeah. through whiteness. Yeah, shame on me. I will highly recommend this one. <gasps> oh, yeah, okay. if you have time to watch it, I mean, just watch it for the for the dance and the music will be nice too. Yeah, and, and the awesome. very um, taking the words out of uh, Billy's mouth atmospheric mm, <laughs> of mm. the Indian Hindi culture yeah. surrounding the whole film. It's very beautiful. It's very vibrant. Wow, lovely. Set in the 1960s okay. uh, Mumbai, India. Yeah. So yeah. The, the production is done very, very well, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Very beautiful. Is it a recent film, Helen? Yeah, it just came out this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And you Go. know how, and yeah. I was just going to lastly mention, yeah. you know yeah. how you like to watch rom-coms. This has yeah. got like this Indian Hindi Hindi movies uh, has a little bit of rom com elements in it, and you watch how differently that they portray their affection compared to the standard Western films, da, da, which da. is quite interesting. It's very elusive, as in, um, you know how we see um, Western films; they're all very direct, as in, yeah, da. they all end up kissing. Or you have sex immediately. But whereas Indian films, uh, I can't touch say hands. Sort of say, touch hands or they make certain I, gestures yeah, da, da, da. or they do a dance for each other. Oh my God, that's so cute. That's it's very so cute. cute. Da, da, yeah. Just a different way to express the love. Da, yeah. da. I love that. Speaking of India, would you ever go? Are you interested in going? Yeah, I'm interested yeah. in going. Me too, me too. Yeah. 
Wow. It's a, it's it's like one of those <laughs> women like the the uh, middle class white woman again, like going there for a, a life exchange, life yeah. changing experience, Ashram, meditation, yoga <laughs> retreat. You know, yeah, totally, totally. Well, that's all the recommendations I had this week, Helen. Yeah, that's it from me as well. Okay, let's uh, take a break, and when we come back, Helen's going to take us through um, a topic today this week um, about acting your age. We'll be right back. Okay, so we're back. Um, back in November 2020, we've already covered some discussions uh, on ageism in Hollywood. Mm. And also we had an honor to speak to Yumi from Older Women's Network in the same month. So if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, we recommend you to go and listen um, and on some aspects of the ageism in our society. And as for this episode, we would like to extend the conversation with launch of a campaign, uh, which happened, I believe, was May uh, this year. That has um, it is called Act Your Age campaign, otherwise known as ACYA. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So Jess, you cover some stories. Uh, you yeah, cover a story um, for, about this for women's agenda. Basically, it was um a a a lot, many many uh, over a hundred like um actors from mostly from mm-hmm. the UK who signed this pledge uh, calling for more representation of older women across media. So it could be, mm. you know, on TV, on film, it could be through the news networks, journalism, um, everything. And, um, yeah, it's like a lot of men signed it as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it really calls to the, call the, to the need for and the lack of representation that older women feel that uh, they just don't see themselves on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So according to the campaign, last year, BAFTA TV Award couldn't find a single woman over the age of 38 for the leading TV actress category. Despite the crucial and beautifully diverse lineup of actresses, all of them were under 38. And in the men's equivalent category, there were two men over the age of 45. Yeah. So that's the premises that we're covering um, of this campaign. And also there are some statistics shows that, um, what do I have here? You know, over the twenty previous 21 years of the awards, the average age of nominees in the leading TV actress categories has fallen from the average of 52 to a shocking average of 32. So it's kind of like every, the, the society is almost worshipping the youthfulness of uh, female rather mm. than like I don't know how they standardize on that like the nominees because mm. you can't deny if a young person or a young actress is, is doing extremely well yeah that's true in their performance yeah you know? I guess it just speaks to the fact that um, they probably didn't have a lot to choose from and therefore that they weren't ah. many roles going mm-hmm. to older women yeah, <clears throat> and also the script. That's what you say is that um, the the campaign has been repeatedly told by the writers submitting many scripts and ideas from dramas, comedies and features. That age of the leading characters are routinely aged down by commissioners, producers and production companies, particularly yeah. the age of female romantic leading Aids. actresses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're seeing, I guess they might have done a comparison of the, let's say, rom-coms, and there are more rom-coms that involve with younger um, 
romance yeah. in the senior. <laughs> yeah, totally. Speaking of, genre, yeah. I just want to say, speaking of senior rom coms, have you, Helen, have you seen that movie with Emma Thompson and Dustin Hoffman? It's called Second Chance Harvey. Uh, I've heard it, but uh, I'm ashamed to say that I haven't. <laughs> oh no, don't be ashamed. It's like just another, you know, pretty. It's just another rom com. But I, we watched it when we were on holidays last year um, in Wollongong. It was just showing mm-hmm. on TV, mm-hmm. and TV is such a novelty to us because we don't have it. Um, and it's so sweet. It's just like two older people falling in love. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. like I've cried so much. I was like tearing up so bad. It was so sweet. Aww. I really like. Rom like romantic sort of like comedies about older people falling in love, um, as, and and also I think Emma Thompson's got a movie coming out where she's like yes, yes having I'll, sex I'll with some it. young hot guy, a sex worker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait to see that. See so how that's with, done, yeah. So with a the campaign, uh, there's a quote that I actually. It's the fact. I think the quote just shows the reality that it says that man has whole life, whereas woman has a shelf life. You know, yeah. we don't see enough older woman on screen, whereas yeah. many men that many male actors can go well beyond their um, I don't know sixties, seventies, even eighties. Yeah, and get good roles. <laughs> yeah. And also, they say that excluding older women is en- enabled through the cloak of artistic choices, as in almost that artists are... I-, I don't know how to comment on this, but I do understand that a lot of artists and producers, that they need to consider the fact that whether or not something will sell, yeah, exactly. the economic values of their work, and perhaps that the society are still very... Uh, in a sense that stigmatized that you know popular genres are still produced and for the younger people and the younger mm. people are pre- have the preferences of watching you know um, productions of younger artists I guess mm, mm, mm. so the par- what are called parity pledge there's a record the recommendation says that they uh, they want to ensure that there's a 50 50 age and gender parity of writers and performers of dramas and comedy in programming mm-hmm. and commissioning. Um, they want to ensure that there's a range of representations on age as well as race and ethnicity, gender, LGBTQI+, plus, disability, mm-hmm. and also a 50-50 age priority of women over 45 in line with men and younger women in political panels and discussions. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's great. Um, pledges are where it starts, right? And it highlights that there's an issue and then hopefully um, more people like, you know, us, we're talking about it. We can spread the word, get people thinking about it. At the end of the day, all of this, I think, uh, no matter how seemingly small, contributes to changing things, I hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at at the end of the day, like, we just have to keep striving and pushing for what we want to see um, represented on the big screen. Yeah. And also, in the extension, that I think that, that they need to also consider that there shouldn't be, even with having representation of older women on screen, they should try not to persist the stigmatization of mm. the images of the yeah. mature woman. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the type of trope that we've seen for mature woman has always been like she needs to be a mother or a grandmother yeah of course she needs to have kids 
Yeah. And she's always like an angry woman. <laughs> yeah. I think this not. is why, like, yeah. Nomad, Francis, um, Francis McDormand, like, yeah. Dormant, yeah. Um, but that's why I think her role was so revolutionary for so many people and so, mm-hmm. so hard hitting because, you know, she didn't really fit into any of those tropes that we typically have in yes. Hollywood for women of that age, you know, yeah. over 45, I guess. And, and and this discussion reminds me, Helen, um, of in the last week I saw on uh, the Facebook page Diversity in Australian Media, I'm not sure if you saw this, but there was like a great, per- it was a great sort of post someone had taken an image of about 12 different uh, magazines published okay. in Australia. Yeah. Um, the cover, just of the cover of the um, the latest issues from 12 different magazines. <laughs> and she said... Yes. Um, she said, "All it's great to see um, age diversity because, like, all of them were like, you know, some of the magazines like like That's Life or like Reader's Digest or I don't know some I don't remember them, but uh, some of them have um, have older women like you know yes. women in their fifties and sixties on the cover, and she's like, and the post said it's great to have age diversity, but it's still super white." Yeah, of course. And I yeah. thought, Helen... Because I, of the I, readership. Yeah, you exactly. You think about That's it, it's the readership, I yeah. as no POC person I know reads any of those kind of magazines because they're mm. always written by white people for white people. And, like, mm-hmm. I get it. Like, they, they, won't, yeah. they won't put a, a, a black woman on there when, like they don't have one single black woman reader, you know. Of course they're going to – it all comes down to capitalism, you know, what sells. And, of course, they're going to, you know, put on their cover an image that reflects their own readers. Yeah. So this has also made me think about the launch of this campaign and the discussion around ageism is because that um, we as a global – um, society, we are moving into a um, religion population. So we are potentially seeing more older people than younger people. You know, less people are having kids. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have an aging population where it will become, I don't know if it is, or you would probably become like a predominant uh, consumer of the world, mm. you know, 45 and plus. That's why they're saying that, oh, we need to have more representations of um, older people on screen and also having a, maybe a diff- different type of representation rather than a um, conservative trope that is p- depicted in most films and TVs. Yeah. Mm. But speaking of that, I think um, coming back to Melissa McCarthy, I didn't yeah. know she's 51 this year. I oh, I thought, she was, I thought she was older than that. Really? My bad. I always feel like yeah. she's always giving me like a very young person kind of vibe. Right, right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the we need to question the equality for the racial minority when mm. we're seeing that this kind of campaign is probably going to only benefit for the white majorities. You know, are we going to, yeah, are we exactly. going to see white women who are over 45 that is going to be more represented on the screen or are we going to see an overall of POCs, um, older POCs that are going to be represented? And I yeah. also can understand that. I don't know if we have enough supplies of older <laughs> POC performers and artists yeah. out there. Um, that's why I think um, it, it is, it'd be great to encourage people who are considering to do side jobs, who are already establishing their own career path. Yeah. You know, moving into artistic um, industries. I think there definitely are people out there. Um, Mm. It's just like um, white people are blind to them. 
yeah, and they don't give them the opportunity. Um, yeah. Th- yeah, the scarcity reason is all I, for me is always like completely invalid. It's just like, oh, it's like when people are like, oh, we couldn't get any POC pa- people on the panel because we couldn't find any. It's like, fuck you, you didn't try hard enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's always not they're not trying hard yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. Or they found that the POC they feel like the POC are not up to their so-called standard. standard? Yeah, because they're they fucking judge them. Yeah. 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 That's very sad. Yeah. It pisses me off. It's, yeah. Speaking of the examples of scripts and movies and also TVs for on stories of older women, um, I can't help to mention this to Jess earlier mm-hmm. this week about uh, trying to convince her to watch Little Big Woman. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the time is... Film, which uh-huh. I always think that it's it's such a crap translation. The Kurdish is just literally translated from their Chinese title, which is what "Scent of Loneliness." Oh, that's so much better. Yeah, what I know. Fuck, isn't it? It's just so, so strange. Weird. Yeah. So I think I mentioned it in 2020 again. Uh, Chen Shufang, which was the lead of that movie, who uh-huh. plays like a mother of four daughters uh-huh. and going through a funeral of her husband who has cheated on her oh, decades before their separation so it's uh, it's a really good movie to watch I think uh-huh. yeah and can you believe it there's actually a new TV uh, drama coming out from a Chinese production called mm. Ma like oh my mom, god stop mom stop around. nagging me yes or oh, mom stop messing around um, apparently it's an adaptation of a uh, semi-true story I don't know if it's a semi it's a true story but it's from a internet how would you call it like a journal like people write journals and their blogs yeah Yeah. or blogs Mm. Um, a woman who wrote about how her mum grieving through the passing of their father the mum's husband Mm. and then she start uh, online dating in her 60s Mm -hmm. and then she met someone online and she married an Australian guy and she's currently residing in Australia that's so beautiful yeah. Or if, if the relationship is good, then yes. I assume beautiful. the relationship, what, from what the daughter is saying, that the relationship so far, it seems good. And okay. just the journey of her mum, who doesn't speak a, a word of English. Really? Okay, that <laughs> even makes me more nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Um, when, when is it, have they started production? Is it coming out? They soon? started production. I think they finalised the whole film. Wow, I can't wait to watch be, it. I don't know if it's going to be on in Australia's Netflix, oh, okay. but okay. I, I'm hoping Helen, that it will Helen be. Will it will be like a comedy. Ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Okay, exciting. so you were talking about Emma Thompson's latest movie. Yeah. So it's called Good Luck to You, Leo Grande. Uh-huh. <laughs> have you seen the trailer? Yeah, I have. Only like about five times. <laughs> Emma Thompson is everywhere right now. She's she is. Trunch- she's in Miss Trunchbull in um, Matilda. Yeah, Matilda the Matilda. musical. Yes. Her film adaptation. And, like, even before, because, like, the trailer um, kind of hides her face until the very end. Even before we see her face, I just friggin' knew it was Emma Thompson. It's her voice. Her voice, yeah. It's her voice. And, and, yeah, yeah. and a lot of people have been going on Facebook talking about how, like, fucked up it is that um, they're still getting um, thin actors to put on large suits for large people suit. roles. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, like, in this day and age, this is still happening is quite outrageous. But anyway, yeah, keep going. I, I wonder if it's also an issue that yeah. um, when we say that we need someone who is over 45, like, for example, this um, AYAC campaign, um, mm. 
we need someone who is 45 and they keep getting the same person oh exactly yeah. do you know what that I was saying when we said we're trying to have diversity exactly. like uh, to a conversation that we had earlier yeah <laughs> they just get um, if any any if any initiative or campaign is not intersectional I'm not for it mm, mm, that's yeah. that's just my bottom line if you're not so they'll just get the same person yeah exactly that for doesn't everything help <laughs> that doesn't change anything you're just performing social justice that's all yeah, it's just a performance yeah. it's not actually true. systemically changing anything very true yeah but continue talk about um Emma Thompson's latest movie yeah, so I'm not quite sure when it's coming out, but both of us watched the trailer a couple of times where yeah. we see uh, Emma Thompson plays uh, an uh, kind older of like woman. Older who's like woman a woman in her 60s, I 60s, think. 60s, yeah. So her husband has just passed and she is like wanting to experiment, like she wants to feel sexual. And she yes. um, she says to this, she hires this one really hot young guy. And I, th- I believe just from the trailer, he's not white. I think so he's Latino. Yeah, so or they've Hispanic. already they've othered, other. They've just had to other, other, you know, yeah. another culture by hiring this like. I don't know how they're going to exotic. Do it. It's yeah, almost exoticized. Yeah, yeah, the sexual yeah. figure exoticized. The Latino lover, you know, mm. um, but um, she tells him in the tra- trailer something like, "Oh, I've spent fifty years of my life when my husband would just like." come home and like pounce on me and that was it yeah. and go to sleep never oh, experienced yeah. um, orgasm yeah she's never Things experienced like an orgasm which is not surprising like I know a lot of women who have never done that oh hi Jake Helen's <laughs> best friend has Dog. just appeared on the screen licking Jake, her sit face down. Um, but yeah um, Helen what are you what are your thoughts I mean we should go watch it at the cinema when it comes out together oh really yeah oh okay I'm not quite sure if it's a cinematic sort of experience type of okay, movie for me story. but okay. um, I feel kind of conflicted when yeah. I see genres like this it's tell me why as if that um, I know there are other movies that uh, depicts the intelligence of woman I'm not saying that Emma Thompson is not intelligent I'm not saying that this character is not intelligent but almost as if that um, to me it's almost like a soft porn <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, right, right. It's it's like I, I, we understand that older woman needs to explore their own sexualities as well. But um, you put it up there for Emma Thompson to play it. Um, I I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a bit conflicted. I mean, I will go and watch it for sure. Uh. Yeah, but I'm not sure about the script that is just from the trailer. What we see, I, I do hope that there are other. Um, stories happen in the film. Yeah. Because obviously, they, they yeah, hope, obviously we'll be just have sex. Yes, yes, that's yeah. right. I mean, yeah. obviously, yeah. Because it's just like there's too many um, white films written by white people, acted by white people, where like um, basically their their road or their journey into finding themselves, freeing up, being freed up is by a, like a, a, a character who's not white. So like in my mind, it's like bringing down the house where Queen Latifah is like yes. a sassy black woman who, you know, opens up Steve Martin's life. Like, I can give you a Krasillian cr- different examples. Yeah, a list of films you know, that of has all, a side POC yeah. character. Or, like, what's another one? It's like, um, not Save the Last Dance, but um, the, the movie with um, Jennifer Lopez and Richard Gere and Susan Sarandon, where, like, Richard Gere, I haven't seen this, I haven't seen this, but from the trailer, it looks like Richard Gere is having marital problems and then he goes to get dancing lessons and Jennifer Lopez, the sa- oh, sexy, dance? 
Should we dance? Yeah, yeah. Dance? yeah, it's yeah. an adaptation I... from like a Japanese movie, wasn't oh, is it? Yeah. Yes. yeah, and there's like yeah, Japanese and then J Lo is like the Latino who opens him up to you know his life, and he he can go back to his wife all happy now. Like people of color have always been used as like props for white people uh-huh. to just discover themselves. Oh yeah, you know it's gross. Yeah, that's it's so gross. Yeah. And I just fear that this new movie with um, Emma Thompson will do that. Will be because, a similar Yeah, trope, because yeah. this guy, this guy that she, the sex worker she hires, clearly is not white. Like, clearly he is, like, yeah, this, he's the, not. The, the typical Latino lover. <sighs> I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, let's, like, maybe talk about some good examples of, like, oh. you know, older women representation. I've said Nomadland, you know, um... Try to think. I don't have a list in front of me. But well, I guess we should have done that before we started recording. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, movies, listeners. I think listeners I think any movies. Yeah, favorites. any movies with Melissa McCarthy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you seen my favorite Melissa McCarthy film? Is a film with her and Richard E. Grant, and I've just the name of it just um, eludes me right now. But I'm going to try and look it up right now so that I can tell you. But um, it's a movie I saw with um, my favorite friend in the on the planet, <laughs> Billy. Billy, we saw it at the cinemas, and um, it's got a very elusive because it's called "Can You Ever Forgive Me." Oh, is it a and drama or is it yeah, a comedy? It is. It's, it's a, a drama. drama. Yeah, yeah I think I've seen the so trailer of that. Beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. I th- I'd say it was it's one of my favorite movies. It's so beautiful, and if Billy was here, he would just whiff off about it with me. I actually I'm looking at the um the poster for it now, and I might actually buy it. <laughs> the poster <laughs> for the movie. It's so beautiful. It's one of those very few movies that she is playing a serious yeah serious role yeah character isn't yep. it yeah. yeah. So if you don't know, it's um based on a true story of um. This woman, um, a writer, a swang writer, who um, who's not getting any publishing um, done. Like she's no one wants to publish her book, so she um, fakes writing. She um, for for like she um, poses as Dorothy Parker. Like um, she makes up letters and then uh-huh. sells them and pretends to be Dorothy uh-huh. Parker. It's it's so beautiful. It's like one of the most stunning movies ever. Actually, I'm gonna see Helen. Which platform? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Which you have. Yeah, yeah. So I you have should that. Watch, I can it. watch it. It's yeah. so beautiful. Oh my god. I, I do think dream. that she like. I do think that she does very well in series roles. Yeah. I went to see The Kitchen um, about just oh, yeah. before the pandemics. I enjoyed that as well. Yeah. With yeah. Tiffany Haddish and what's her yeah, name, yeah, Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Yeah, that was a really good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. where she played like a wife of a New York mob. Oh, yeah, mafia. yeah. I've yeah. seen that. I liked it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Melissa McCarthy is yeah. the older woman of representation that we're talking about. Yeah. Still a white woman. <laughs> yeah, still a white woman, geez. I think um, Octavia, Vi- Vi- Viola Davies is obviously another great one. Yes. Octavia uh, Butler is a great one. Um, so many. I know we know Jennifer Lopez. Is she? Yeah, yeah I guess. She's, but she's very she's, white, adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anything else? Um. No, no. I think okay. um, we've, yeah, I'd love to hear what the listeners think. Yeah, let us know who's your favourite older 
preferably POC woman yeah. <laughs> on screen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the end of our episode. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Google, and Apple, and give us a five star rating. If you'd like to spell us what we do here on Asian Bitches Down Under, head to our Buy Me Coffee page to make a donation for us to continue the intersectionality in the podcast industry. So we'll chat to you next week. Yeah. Take care, guys. Take care, stay safe, drink water. Yep. <laughs> Bye.